You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network, powered by Interstate Batteries. From your truck to your trail camera, Interstate Batteries has you covered. Visit your local Interstate Battery store today or online at interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. This is the Nine Finger Chronicles podcast. Brought to you by Vortex Optics. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to uh, the Nine Finger Chronicles podcast. My name is Dan Johnson. I'm your host. Uh, the little intro that comes before this already said all that shit. So um, uh, this is one of those episodes that you might want to earmuff the children on. If you have kids in the uh, car, we say bad words, uh, a couple bad words, and more than a couple bad words in this episode. So this is your warning. Anything uh, beyond that is your fault. So I do apologize. Um, <laughs> it's about to get a little awkward in uh, in this episode, like I don't like eighth grade dance awkward, where you're you're slow. Like a girl comes over to you, or you go over to a girl, and you're just like, "Hey, would you, do you want to dance with me?" And it's like uh, Casey and JoJo is on. Or, you know, like some slow 90s country song and you got, you know, your hands are on a girl's hip and this is the first time that you've like really ever touched a woman or a girl other than like your mom or grandma and, and you're just like, oh my God, what's going on? And you're starting to get the tingles and all that stuff and it's like that kind of awkward. That's what we're going to, that's what we're going to listen to today where my guest Justin Zarr and myself really showcase how big of assholes that we really are where we we show our true colors i think we're both cynical i already mentioned that we're assholes we're both hypocrites and that is pretty much the basic uh, the basis of today's podcast where we just bullshit and complain about a whole bunch of different things and really that's what this podcast is about i'm not going to really get into too much more other than other than that but I do have to do some housekeeping real quick. And I know this isn't like the best time after that intro. Uh, this isn't the best time to mention this. But I will say, please do me a favor and go check out the organiz- the conservation organization, 2% for Conservation. Uh, I am on the board of directors. Uh, and after this episode, I might not be. But um, I'm on the board of directors there. And basically what we're trying to do is just like cultivate people's interests into uh, getting more involved at any level with conservation, right? 
1% of your time and 1% of your money is 2% for conservation. So do me a favor, go to fishandwildlife.org and check out that, uh, that website, that organization. These guys are doing great things and it allows you to do or contribute to anybody that you want to. If you like pollinators, you can contribute your time and your dollar to conservation efforts supporting pollinators or deer or ducks or butterflies or whatever the conservation effort is. It allows you to do that. So 2% for conservation, go check them out. Now we got to do some actual commercials here. And uh, today's commercials are Ozonics and Lone Wolf. I'm going to start with Lone Wolf, lonewolfhuntingproducts.com. Go check out the Assault and the Climber and the Alpha. Dude, I love, my, my favorite setup is four sticks and the Assault. It's like another appendage on me. I have so much confidence in that setup where I'm just like, boom, go, tear up, set down, boom. Uh, you know, set up, tear down, whatever. And, and you're getting in the right spot. Not a straight tree, but the right spot. Crooked tree, a little bit angled, real thick, nasty uh, terrain. But that's where the deer are, and that's where the target buck lives, and that's where you need to be, and that's why I use Lone Wolf. If you want to find out more information, visit LoneWolfHuntingProducts.com. And shit, where's my piece of paper here? This is gonna be, this is gonna take a while. I'm stacked in here somewhere. I spilled a whole bunch of uh, Lone Wolf. I think it's uh, 9FC21, and that's gonna save you. Yeah, discount code 9FC21, and you're gonna save $50 off all purchases over $199 or, or $200. So uh, take advantage of that. Next is Ozonics. Oh, Ozonics. I love Ozonics. Uh, one of my favorite things about Ozonics is not only the, uh, the functionality in, in the tree, right? The unit blows ozone. It distorts your scent profile. And that way, if something does get downwind of you, they really aren't, they're not sure what it is. And uh, yeah, and then they keep walking. They don't get spooked. They make it curious. But it's not the reaction where they blow out the whole timber like tail up and they just get out of town. That's not that's not the the reaction. The other uh, thing I like about Ozonics is the out of the field uh, functionality and application, and that is you're not washing your clothes every hunt or every other hunt. The only thing you're doing is throwing it in the dry wash bag, running an ozone cycle. You put it back on and you're back to the timber and you're feeling invisible. Uh, so if you want to find out more information about Ozonics, go to ozonicshunting.com and you can enter the discount code nine fingers to, whoa, 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 that's the wrong one. NFC20, NFC20, and that's going to get you a free dry wash bag with the purchase of one of their units. So take advantage of that. Intro's done advertisements done my good deed for the day is done um please follow on instagram follow on uh facebook follow on uh oh shit i can't believe i i uh forgot i just launched the very first episode of the nine finger kitchen where i cook venison meatloaf it is probably i don't know if greatest is the word i'm looking for but maybe the worst wild game cooking show on the internet and i think you should go check it out um the the recipe is delicious i'm going to be putting out some more of these episodes it's on the sportsman's nation youtube channel go check it out i think in two or three weeks i'm going to be launching my walleye fish tacos recipe so uh 
it, it's not, I'll, you know, this, uh, this uh, podcast is not typical. So that uh, hunting, that uh, cooking show is not going to be typical, right? It's just a, a, a pretty much a D-bag uh, putting t- together a recipe, but I think you should go check it out. Now we're done. Let's get into today's uh, BS session, rant session, complaining session uh, with my, my buddy Justin Czar. Three, two, one. All right. <laughs> Back for a, another BS slash rant slash like I don't give a fuck <laughs> session. <laughs> Justin uh, Czar, what's up, one. man? Dan Johnson, good to talk to you. Good to hear your angry aggro <laughs> voice today. I don't know what happened. Uh, I, I, I had this cough for like four days. And it made me sound, uh, it made me sound like a Justin Czar rasp. And I'm like, God, mm, I, I it was probably COVID dude. Right. You may have heard <laughs> a little pandemic. It's been going on for a little while now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't have a fever. I felt great other than this little cough that I had. So that's uh, because you are lean and mean and chiseled and you just no, powered through no. COVID. I wouldn't say. Didn't I, I tell you the other day you look like Kip Campbell <laughs> in one of your, nah, one of your posts? Nah, dude, he looks like me. He I, look, no, I understand. He you, looks you like corrected me. Corrected me. And That's I, right. I appreciate that. <laughs> I feel like you've really slimmed down though over the last few months. Is dude, this accurate? Or it's is it it's just accurate. Me. Okay. Um, I'll be completely honest with myself. Uh, you ever? <laughs> and, and when I work out, it, it's it's probably a little twisted, but I think of. <laughs> me gutting a deer and dragging it out of the biggest nastiest hole in the middle of South Dakota. Like that's, or an elk or whatever. I, I'm actually thinking about hunting when I work like out as your motivation when you're yes. lifting weights. Like I need to do this because at some point in time I'm going to be carrying a dead carcass right. out of the wilderness and but, I need to be strong. Yes. That's the hope. And I tell you what, I went into my, and I know it's only the highest I was in in South Dakota was only like 3,050 or 3,100 feet. That was, that was the elevation there. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm getting ready to draw. I, hopefully I draw this Wyoming elk tag and I'll be somewhere around the nine, you know, plus minus 9,000 feet, uh, where I'll be there, which will be a little bit higher of a, you know, uh, as far as the air is concerned. And I just, I've had a bad experience in 2014 where I did the weightlifter weightlifting workout, no cardio thinking, Oh dude, I'm not going to be running up there. So I'll, let me just get big, <laughs> <laughs> big muscles. I'm going to do a lot of squats. I'm going to do my bench press, you know, the curls, I'm going to get, you know, my muscles conditioned. And then I went up there and I just was the biggest unprofessional unprofessional uh i was the hell is that yeah i know it's a phone biggest i I was the biggest piece of shit on the mountain like (laughs) you ever yeah oh man it was when i go to wyoming hunting with dustin we're not even hiking up giant mountains and i am so out of breath yeah i'm like dude are you trying to kill me or what and we're not even going up big hills and i can't believe how out of breath i am yeah so I completely understand cardio is, is definitely a necessity yeah. before you go into higher elevation. Cause we're, we're sissies down here with our, That's a with fact. our fat air. Yeah. So I, I basically have been just trying to get in the best shape of my life by September. Right. I mean, I, I dropped, I dropped 26 pounds 
in the summer. Uh, and then, cause I was on like kind of real strict diet and then I ended up, mm-hmm. uh, kind of getting off that diet, but still working out. Right. <laughs> and I gained about six pounds back. So I'm down, I'm down 20 originally and I'm starting to, I don't know, uh, replace a little bit of the, the muscle, the fat with the muscle type of deal. And I feel, I feel great, but I just need to work on that diet again. And I think I, my goal, I know it sounds kind of like looking at it now. I think I think I want to lose another 15 pounds by September. I'm in the same boat. Yeah. I want to lose 15 to 20 by then. I'm down 20 since the beginning of the year. So I've got another 15, 20 to go. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. The one thing that I like, I looked at you the one of the last times that I actually saw you in person. I'm like, Jesus, you're dare I say skinny. I was skinny at one point, man. And then the Casey's pizza <laughs> hunting season right? catches up to you. And before you know it, you're not skinny anymore. Right. I have to work really, really hard to be skinny. I yeah. just have horrible metabolism. Yeah. Plus we're, so we're getting, it, it we're sucks. in our forties. Yeah. So you have to eat half as much and work out twice as hard to see half the results. Right. That's yeah. <laughs> it sucks. Yeah. I love it. Super sucks. I love these, uh, I love these younger guys in the in this uh, pr- workout program that I'm in. They're just they're basically like on air, bouncing around the gym the whole time, just like on a on cushion shoes, right? And here I am, like cinder block feet, just getting drugged through the mud. <laughs> like I I am earning every single pound that I what lose. What are you What are you doing? What are you doing? Are you crossfitting? Are you Ryan Iberg uh, crossfitting no, or what? No, no, I'm. I wish I was I Ryan Iberg. That guy, he, he's a he's a monster now. He's a stud now. He is a monster now. Right. He's like, he's the guy that's posting like shirtless photos and videos right, right. on social media. Doing like, like one arm chin ups and shit. We want to be. Yeah. Yeah. We're yeah. like, look at this douche. Yeah. And then we're like, God, I wish I was, <laughs> I I wish was that I was guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and by the way, Ryan Iberg, we love you. You're awesome. Uh, <laughs> but, um, but no, like uh, it's like a mixture of kickboxing, right? You punch a bag. Uh, and okay. then like that's two or three days a week. And then the other two or three days a week, uh, is, um, like cardio weightlifting where it's just, all right, here we go. One hour, you don't stop. And it's just <gasps> like, you're sweating through your clothes. You're dripping sweat on the ground. Uh, just like nice. chests and, and legs and arms and squats. I mean, like just thousands of lunges. Thousands you have, oh of god i hate lunges they're literally the worst thing yeah. in the world i think yeah i did like a workout class with my wife one time we did a pile of lunges and i couldn't walk for like three days yeah. i was like screw this never again never again yeah but i'm on this uh, my how do i put this the first f- four weeks of any real intense workout program is just the shittiest hell that you've ever been through, especially if you're taking it serious and you're going consistently, you don't think your body body's recovering, but now I'm to the point, right. Where all that is flipped. And if I don't go work out, I feel like a big pile of shit. And I don't like, I don't want, I don't want to miss workouts anymore uh, because it's just, I, I go through this thing like shit. I didn't do back this week or I didn't do, you know, biceps this week, or I missed a cardio workout. And, and then the only thing I think about is, Oh geez, I got to go to Saturday's class, which isn't part of this part. They have it, but it's not part of the program. Um, so yep. then I end up going to like a Saturday class or, you know, I, I've tried to hit, I've, I've only done it once, but try to hit two classes in one day. Right. And, uh, it's just, it's, it's, 
it's a good thing for me is what I, is what I'm getting at. Now, yeah. if I could just set the booze down and set down the sugary treats and snacks and garbage, then I feel like, I don't know. I feel like I would, I would be making bigger strides. Yeah. Diet. Diet yeah. is key, my man. Oh, but it's, it's hard. You, it's very all hard. All the good, all the good stuff is bad for you. Yeah. <laughs> all yeah. the good tasting stuff. Well, let's see. There's let's our... complain about hunting. Oh, dude. The hunting industry, man. Can we do that? Yeah, for a while? Let's we can. Complain. Let's bitch and moan. I feel like that's we have to do that in order to fit in in today's world. <laughs> if we're not, let's try to cancel somebody. Who can we cancel? Who can we? Can... Dude, I, You're I would, canceled. I would I'm love canceled to cancel a couple people in uh, in the <laughs> hunting industry, and I and that makes me sound like a, a douchebag and, and opposite of what we're gonna talk about today. <laughs> like pr- trying to preach unity and coming together and and not judging. You know, not have one judge uh, hunter judging other hunters and, and stuff like that. But so, are we gonna are we gonna do that by judging other people? Yeah, I feel like that's what we're gonna do. <laughs> Just like <laughs> I, I, I'm scrolling through. All right, so I have two. I have two Instagram accounts, right? Yeah. One Instagram account is the Nine Finger Chronicles, which is my page. I follow who I like. Uh, I. Um, all the content that comes through that feed is just like hardcore deer hunters, you know, like the Andy Mays, the Dan Infaults, the, you know, like friends, um, you know, companies that I work with, uh, people that I look up to, um, you know, even like person, like things that aren't hunting related, right? Like, uh, musicians and rappers and whatever other people of interest, like Neil deGrasse Tyson, right? Like those types of people. And then I have the, my other Instagram account, which is the sportsman's nation and the sportsman's nation follows pretty much industry only. And I want to keep it that way. So I'm, you know, so I'm kind of in tune with what's going on inside the hunting community and the hunting industry. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So I'm scrolling through Instagram and I'm just like, I'm saying to myself, Jesus Christ. Like what, what is happening here? Like, and I don't even really know how to explain it. And that's one reason why I brought you on today. Cause you're, I feel like you're really good at like filling in the words that I'm too frustrated to think of and say, because like, it, it's just, uh, let's talk about this. Cause it's something on the top of our heads. This, okay. this Mountain Dew, like mm, Mountain Dew, one of my favorites. like I, I scroll through and I see people are like, Hey, Hey, just want to let you know we've partnered partnered with Mountain Dew. Cause Mountain Dew is a drink. Like Mountain Dew hey, has hey, committed. Okay, so okay, first let's yeah. let's just hold your horses here, Johnson. First yeah. of all, let's just talk about we've talked about this before, selling out yeah. to the man. Right. Because we're all sellouts in our own in our own right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm not going to necessarily fault anybody for taking money for advertising right. from really any company. You know what? Right. You got to make money at the end of the day. So good for everybody. So uh, let's my, take this one second, one second, Zar, one second. Okay. Before we get into this, if a dildo company came to you and said, Hey man, I'll give you premium advertising rates for, why does it gotta be a dildo? Company? Cause I'm, you can't pick a better, uh, it, 
example. Okay. That would never really happen. Well, how do you know? I didn't know Mountain Dew was going to all of a sudden grow conservation wings and start flying in our space. Yeah, well, Mountain Dew has been around the outdoor space for quite a number of years now. I mean, years ago, we're going back seven, eight years ago, maybe, when we were working with Lost Camo, and that was still a thing. They actually had Lost Camo, like, cans of Mountain Dew at the time, and, like, people were posting about them, and they were pushing that. I mean, they've been dabbling in this space for quite a while. I don't think this isn't a new thing for them. Right, right. But I just, I I don't understand. I don't understand, like, maybe it's it's just me. I, I'm learning a lot because I feel like I don't want to say I'm some kind of purist, but it, and it may be maybe it's because I have this vision of what the hunting community is or what it should be or uh, where it's going and the people who should be involved in it. Okay, well, hold. I know where you're going with this, but let me just let me give you this example. Okay. And I know I'm completely contradicting what I'm going to say later because I'm a hypocrite and I get it. I, whatever. But like bush light. Yes. Right. We've talked about bush light before. Dude, you can run around and at bars and gas stations across the country, bush light welcomes hunters. I've seen it. Miller light. I've yeah. seen other beer brands in the past. All these dudes that are drinking Bush Light, posting about it on all their social media. It's like the cool thing to do, right? I mean, they're part of the outdoor industry. Nobody cares. Everybody embraces it. They're like, man, we love Bush Light. Bush Light's great. There's a lot of people that drink Mountain Dew. Dude, I don't know how many cases of Mountain Dew we go through in our office every week, but it's disgusting. My developers here, I've got a couple people in this office that literally slam Mountain Dew all day, every day. I personally hate it. I just think it tastes like shit. Yeah. I would much rather drink something else other than Mountain Dew, but regardless... Bush light. I'd rather drink a bush light. And I don't even like bush light. But regardless, like, you know, there's there's companies that embrace the outdoor lifestyle or whatever, this community, and they want to be a part of it and they want to work with influencers. So I get it. Here's my problem with it. They go after these influencers, right? And these these media people who spend a good majority of their time espousing on social media how much they love hunting because of the healthy lifestyle that it promotes in the organic free range meat that's free of antibiotics. And I know where it came from and I didn't have to go to the the supermarket. And here I am holding my back strap because everybody does that photo now. Right. And so to me, like it pisses me off when I see somebody say that and then be like, chug a Mountain Dew. Yeah. And it's like, I, I just feel like those messages contradict one another. And I feel like it's just, I feel like the meat posts and the organic thing is like it's it's our way of virtue signaling, whether it's to our own community or the outside community of like, hey, I have this awesome meat. Like, look at me. I'm this great, healthy, awesome hunter. When the reality is there's very few people that are truly that way in real life. Like they put down the backstrap and then we go to Casey's and get a freaking pizza and a Mountain Dew and some bush light. Like. I just feel like you can't really be bold. You can, and that's, that's to me where like I take some exception. I don't give a shit if Mountain Dew wants to advertise to outdoorsmen and hunting people. I'm sure they've got demographic information that probably say they sell a pile of this stuff in rural communities and they drink it like it's going out of style. So let's put advertising dollars there. Totally get it. Yeah. I just hate the, the, the mixed messaging that we get from right. these people. Is it, that's what I don't, is it fair to say that, 
maybe the reason why I, I like, I get kind of annoyed by this is that they are a major corporation that is not like they're doing this for like more sales instead of, you know, it's like, like there's, there's, there's a reason behind why they're, they're going to be pushing conservation and it is to somehow generate more sales for them. Well, I mean, isn't that, that's, I mean, that's marketing and advertising, like, right. But I, I mean, that's, I, God, I, I don't know. Like I'm such a, every feel time like we're being infiltrated by outsiders right? And, that don't like, really hunt and they only want our money, but dude, that's everywhere. It's right. everything in, in life. You know, I mean, yeah. if Ford or Chevy or Dodge or Toyota or anybody wants to advertise in the outdoors space, like nobody seems to give a shit about that. And they're major corporations, right. right. You know, and, and we all own trucks to haul our stuff around in while we're drinking our Mountain Dew. Yeah. So like, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't really give a shit if yeah. they want to advertise to, to outdoors people. I mean, maybe it's a smart play by their marketing. Yeah. It's just annoying. Like I see it as just, it's, it's annoying. It's cheesy to me. I feel like it's just cheesy and I just, yeah, yeah. it's just, it's a little bit of a turn off, but yeah. you know what? What about we're this? Jaded sellouts. So <laughs> our opinions don't really count. So what about this though? Like, all right. Mountain Dew, uh, several brands, uh, even one that I've talked to uh, specifically, you know, in the past, uh, major company. Uh, they're not in. They're not in the quote unquote hunting space. They're just looking for advertising, like Mountain Dew is. Um, what about the fact that they probably they they I won't say probably they will never post a picture of uh, like let's just say some hunting celebrity that they're promoting and uh, a trophy shot on their Instagram page right so that's i guess that's kind of why like they want to infiltrate quote unquote this uh this demographic but they don't want to accept the demographic like they cuz they'll never post yeah, any type no, of Yeah no I've, I've heard you make I've heard you make this argument before and 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 I agree but I mean if we limited ourselves to only patronizing companies that were willing to, you know, put hunters on their social media pages, it would be an awful short list of companies we're allowed to do business with. Yeah. You know, I mean, I just, I don't know if there's a right answer or a good solution. doesn't mean we can't think about it, talk about it, be mad about it, but I just don't know what you really can truly do about it. (laughs) It's almost like we're going to start, we're going to start our own, you know, soda company and <laughs> <laughs> me and you <laughs> oh jesus uh, well and i think mountain dew is owned by pepsi if i recall because right. they own everybody right I think they're owned, owned by pepsi right but it's almost like have you ever watched uh i think it's on hulu uh, it's either on hulu or netflix uh snowfall you ever seen that uh show i have not it's about the 80s it's about crack cocaine and it's about how the cia was helping um, smuggle, mm. you know, smuggle cocaine into the country, get the money so they could buy guns and help. It was basically supporting a war for them. Sure. Right? Sure. Right? Sure. Yeah. I, I just looked it up, but I see it was, it was on FX, but the whole time this guy, the, like this guy's boss is like, Hey, if you get busted, there is no record of you being in the CIA, you working for us. Like you have no, like you're, you're screwed. You're in prison for life. Right. So this guy takes the task on and he keeps doing it. It's just like that. It's just like, hey, we want to promote it in in your demographic, but in no way, shape or form do we support hunting. You know what I mean? Like, 
that to me is kind of a, a yeah, bullshit move. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I just don't know that I would go that far. I mean, they put camo shit on their packaging. I mean, I think they've been outwardly. I mean, they are supporting hunting. Maybe they're not coming out and like, Mountain Dew supports hunting, but I mean, by supporting hunters and people who hunt, you are indirectly supporting hunting one way or another. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Uh... And I think, I mean, they're supposed to be announcing something at some point. See, the, the dude, we're just giving them free advertising. I know. Now all your listeners, they're going to go out, they're going to buy these Mountain Dews. You and I aren't making any money <laughs> off of it. This is a scam. We're getting scammed. This is exactly what they wanted. This is exactly what they wanted. Oh. Damn it. We played right into their hands. I can edit all this out. So, like, every time we've said Mountain Dew, I'm going to edit in water. Tap water. Can we? Yes. Wonderful. So, wonderful. All right. Let's talk about our other rant. All right. Other rant. Today. Second rant of the day. Uh, I think I'm going to call this episode, like, hypocrisy, rants, and other bullshit. Or BS and, I like and it. other BS. So, all right. So here's one thing that annoys me, and it is, and I'm not going to say any names. All right, but specific groups are sh- like telling us how we should act and behave as hunters, right? And in a way, I agree, right? Um, uh, if you're butt naked behind a a deer that just makes you look like a douchebag, right? You know, if you're stuffing ducks in your mouth and holding them up or, you know, like this. The, yeah, why is that a thing? I don't yeah, understand I don't understand. It's like a thing now. Yeah, it's people a thing, do. right? Or, or they're butt naked um, behind a, a fish that they've caught, right? It's just covering up their private parts. Like... I, I like I like when chicks do that. I'm not a big fan when these dudes are doing it. That's a little yeah. We can't, nobody wants to like, do that. If, we, if we're trying to prove a point here, uh, Zar, we can't say that. Oh darn! It. Oh, sorry, it has to be across Strike the board. That, reverse it. Right. Okay. Fair right. enough. <laughs> I find it offensive across the board. Right. There everybody, you go. sorry. There you go. So, so, but, like. That those things are douchebag moves, right? If you're doing this like for some kind of shock value, I like I feel like that just makes you look like a douchebag. And I agree. Did we, you see there was like a trend kind of of like people laying down next to their deer? Like hugging like them? Like snuggling them. Yeah, but or or like the deer was like, let's say on its back. Mm-hmm. Like if you would think of it that way with the rack, like both antlers touching ground, its nose sticking straight up in the air, and then the guy would like lay next to it on his back and then like hold his camera up and take like a selfie. Yeah. You know, like they were like, like a husband and wife laying in bed next to one another. Yeah. You know, I didn't understand that either. I was like, I don't get this. Yeah. Uh, But it was a thing. Right. So first and foremost, for me, it's treating the animal with respect. Right. And that's one thing that I'm very passionate about is, you know, an animal has given its life for us, not only for our entertainment, uh, or however we decide to hunt, but you know, for meat too, right? So this this animal has given its life to us in some way, shape, or form. And I don't think it really gave its life. What, like we well, kind of took it. We took Is it. Is there a difference? Yeah, you're right. We took it. It, it died. <laughs> it, didn't, it wasn't like Dan. I, I want to die. Right. I want to die to help you feed your family. Hey, let me get like, it. Let me I get in the back of your die, truck. But... Then you can shoot me. <laughs> right. Right. So yeah, but you're correct. We do. You are 100 percent correct. Right. I mean, there is. 
an aspect of what we do with with killing wild animals that those animals deserve respect and they deserve as much respect as we can reasonably show to them right so one so on that complete opposite end of that so that annoys me all those things annoy me was when people treat animals you know in on social media with disrespect, whether they're riding them or they're nude or, or whatever, what, for whatever reason, they're, they're showing a lack of respect to the animal. Now on the other side of the spectrum, right, is another group of people telling us how we should behave as hunters and act as hunters. And like, they are some kind of holier than, than thou are uh, group saying, well, you can't have any blood sure. in your, your pictures. You can't do the, mor- this. the moral authority of the exactly. hunting exactly. community. And if there's one thing that people should know about me, it is I do not like being told what to do. <laughs> like I, I, I hate it when there's a group of people trying to preach. Right? I get it. I, 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 I get where they're coming from, and their their whole reasoning is, hey anti-hunters could see this and they're going to attack us and they're going to take away all types of hunting. And then they provide examples. I get it. I understand. Right. But my whole thought process is like those people have a huge following, but they're, I feel like some of those people just aren't relatable to the rest of the hunting community which is the people who are working 40, 50 hours a week. They have families. Uh, they, they get like five days a year to hunt. And maybe they hop in a tree stand during gun season for a three-day weekend, and then they hit another weekend, and then their, their season's over, right? I, I feel like those people make up a bigger chunk of the 11 point whatever million people that are in, in the hunting, you know, that buy hunting tags and licenses every year um, than the guys like me and you who are – you know, 30 days in the field, 40 days in the field a year. Right. And sure. I just, I hate it when we're, we're put, we're saying, Hey, well, if you, uh, you know, if you want to, uh, make an impact or whatever, you need to wipe all the blood off. You need to position this deer, right? You need to do this, 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 you need to, and not, and that's not just for, um, you know, the actual picture that's being taken, but just like, yeah, this moral authority, right? That's, that's talking to us like, Hey, if you want to, you know, you, you should be doing this. Right. And I think that the guy Mm -hmm. who is working those 40, 50 hours a week, five, five days in the tree stand and, uh, and he shoots a deer of his life, right? He's not thinking anything about that. He's so jacked that he accomplished his goal of, uh, you know, uh, uh, killing an animal. That's he had one goal this year. I want to kill the animal, whether it's to put some meat in the freezer. Maybe it's a big enough deer I can get it mounted for the first time ever. He's so excited that his passion, he what he loves to do, he was able to accomplish it. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with the back of the deer. You know, like the guy in the back of the truck holding the deer antlers with the tongue hanging out and you know a little bit of blood, because I I feel like. If you're going to attack anti-hunting, you have to understand, or if you're going to attack hunting as an anti-hunter, you have to know that an animal dies during hunting, right? Like, do you think that there's uh, uh, this huge population of people out there that when we approach them here in, let's just say the United States, that when we say, hey, 
do you know what hunting is? They, they go, no, I, I mean, I don't think an animal dies during hunting. Like what, what's your point, point of view on that? Yeah, I'll tell you what I'm torn and, and for a couple of reasons, you know, the first thing is I think, you know, when we look at, you know, the existential threats as we perceive them to hunting, while it is the anti-hunting movement at its core that's driving it, I mean, the numbers very clearly show that, you know, let's say there's as many anti-hunters as there are hunters, so we kind of cancel each other out, and then you got everybody else in the middle, right? Right? You got, I don't know, 300 plus million people kind of in the middle that just don't hunt, but they're not necessarily against hunting. So the argument has always kind of been like, those are the people that we need to be more sensitive of. Right. Those are the ones that we need to make sure that we and our actions aren't converting those people into anti-hunters and thus, you know, shooting ourselves in the proverbial foot. So I understand where some of this stuff comes from. The problem is I feel like a lot of the preachiness within the industry, like it doesn't, it never resonates or gets down to the people that that truly maybe need to change some of their behaviors. You know, like they just, those people don't give a shit. You know what anybody on social media is saying they should or shouldn't be doing. And in fact, if somebody tells them not to do something, they probably are going to do more of it Yeah, because that's just, you know, some of their personality. So it's like, I see both sides of this thing. It's just, to your point, like the respect, um, the not wanting to, you know, alienate people that maybe are okay or on the fence with hunting. And I think that's where a lot of this meat stuff comes from. I think in the last few years, people have realized like, oh man, people seem to be more okay with hunting if they realize that I'm doing it for the meat and that I eat these animals. So I'm just really going to like go hard. I'm going to go heavy on this like meat eating thing and I'm going to go far less uh, on the trophy aspect of it. Because anytime you mention the word trophy and hunting together, people's hair seem to bristle, you know, and they think of Cecil the lion and these other things that have, that have happened and they just, they don't necessarily understand it. So, but I also feel like it's painting a, a bit of an unreal picture of hunters in general and why we hunt because you know meat is certainly a a wonderful byproduct of hunting Um, but at the end of the day like we hunt because we enjoy the thrill of the chase and ultimately the kill like we don't necessarily enjoy the act of killing like it's never it's never pleasurable we don't take pleasure in watching an animal die or killing an animal like it's one of my least favorite parts of it yeah. but i do want, absolutely want to kill something every time i go hunting yeah that's that's why i'm going hunting so it's very it's hard people struggle with understanding that aspect of it if they've never hunted so again i understand the wanting to be careful and tread lightly and not shoot ourselves in the foot but i also like i kind of get annoyed with some of the preachiness that you know yeah. some influencers and and companies tend to put out there with like telling everybody the way that they should or shouldn't behave. And, and I also just think like, it doesn't do a whole lot of good, (laughs) you know, like I said, I mean, the the dude driving around in his pickup truck, drinking a bush light in the middle of rural America doesn't give two shits what somebody on, you know, Facebook or Instagram or TikTok says about what he should or shouldn't be doing. Right. You know, they, they are who they are. Right. However, I think that there comes a point where if you have a, a larger following, you may need to adhere to the, you know, adhere to those rules a little bit more. Right. And, and have. Sure. The bigger your following. Yes. Yes. Of course. Especially if you're, you know, if you're a dude like Cameron Haynes, who's got, you know, I would be willing to bet that guy has as many, if not more 
non-hunting followers than he does hunting followers yeah. at this point in his life. So like when you've got the, that sort of eyeballs on you, like you are, whether you like it or not, you know, a, an ambassador for, for all of us. Right. So you do have to tread a little bit more lightly with what you post your average, you know, dude, you know, in rural America with a couple hundred, you know, friends on Facebook or whatever, like, you know, they do have the potential to, you know, and all of us have the potential to do something that goes quote unquote viral, you know, without us even intending it, you know, yeah, you know, nobody ever thinks that this is going to happen until they post something out there that maybe is offensive. And then the next thing you know, it blows up and it's, you know, Pierce Morgan or some other jerk offs talking about it on national television you know and you never intended for that to happen because you thought it's just my close friends and family that are going to see this and they're all hunters and they know me and they don't care but i mean it is something everybody needs to be cognizant of but yeah sometimes the the preachiness gets gets a little much yeah do you think in 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 any way there are people like do you think all people are hypocrites when it comes to like scenarios like this Sure. I mean, I think there's a level of hypocrisy in everything we do in life. It's almost impossible not to be unless you're some sort of idealistic zealot, you know. But I mean, we're all we're all guilty of it to a to a certain degree. I mean, I honestly I don't really post on social media that much anymore because I get myself in trouble more than anything. <laughs> you know, I just can't keep my damn mouth shut or my fingers, you know, shut um, when I should. So. Yeah, I think there's an, an element of hypocrisy to a lot of what we do. But I also think that as responsible people, we probably understand that and you yeah. learn how to navigate those waters. Yeah. That's what makes us people. Yeah. And I just – because, you know, I, and one of these things, one of the reasons I, like, I, I get frustrated with these kind of topics is because um, I went to – I was at the ATA show two years ago. And then they had kind of a revamp of the same conversation on a Zoom call uh, during the virtual ATA show this year. And it was, um, uh, what was it? It was like uh, all the stuff that we kind of talked about, like, hey, you need to do this with, you know, take a, when you're, it's, it's like a media summit. All right, let's uh, wipe the blood off the nose and, and, and do this and not, you know, and, and have more context in the description of your social posts uh, so that people know that you're not, hey, you know, like, all right, booner down, right? Like there's more to the story than just booner down, like, or when you lead a story with the score, right? Making it look like the only reason you shot this buck was because the score of the antlers, which I'm sure a lot of people do. That annoys the living oh, dude. daylights out of me. Dude, dude, if you if you scored your deer and posted it on social media before the thing is cold and butchered up, you're just a douche. I'm sorry. That just annoys the living shit out of me. Yeah. And I think I think that's one of the biggest, like one of the biggest problems that where where we and I understand it's almost impossible to dig out of this hole that we're in but people are like 175 you know 175 and three eighths got her done like okay that's yeah the score great great representation of the size of the antlers but what about the rest of the story like to me yeah. the score the score doesn't even mean shit. Like, I don't even, I've scored one deer in the past six years or five years, excuse me, scored one deer in the past six years. And it was basically because my stepdad peer pressured me into it. 
<laughs> I score all of mine because I want to know what they score, but I rarely tell anybody. Yeah. I don't post it on social media, and I do it because I have personal kind of goals that I want to yeah. try and achieve anyways. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure that I've ever posted a score of a deer I've killed anywhere, mostly because <laughs> they're not that impressive. Uh, right. So, but I just, but, I feel yeah. like it, that, that this, this hunting industry is making content for the hunting industry. And if you don't hit a certain number, it's like a big dick contest, right? It's just like, hey, check it out. 170 made it rain today. La di da. Like number one, how relatable is that to the rest of the, the, the actual hunting community. Yeah. It, it you just, know what I think it is? It's like though, a shit on, a it's like you're shitting on them. Yeah. Not, you know what I think it is. And sometimes we, sometimes we misperceive it, but I think it's people marketing themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, they market themselves based on the size and quantity of, of animals that they've killed because that's what kind of affects their, their marketability and how much yeah. you know, money they think they can make from this or notoriety that they can get from it. Right. You know, and I'm not, and, and, you know, anytime anybody posts success on social media, which it could be hunting success, it could be, you know, your personal life, your work life, like, like there's people are going to be jealous. There's people that are going to, that are going to be the haters out there, you know, and and that's just a natural part of, I think, human nature. I, I really like, I don't mind people, you know, scoring their animals and, and posting the score of it, you know, at some point in time. But I just think, like, I hate that when it's like the first post, first and you know, or only part thing. of the first post, it's like only yeah, thing. I mean, that they talk about. You know what else bothers me is what else grinds my gears. I cannot stand when people post about the same animal that they harvested, uh, like just like two thousand seven, over and over and over again. But I mean, even in like the same year, like oh, I killed a two hundred inch this year, and and there's you know fifteen photos of it. It's like, yeah. dude, we got it. We understand. Yeah. We, like, I know you think it's cool and we all think it's cool and, and it's a great accomplishment and that, that's great. But like any more, I'll give somebody two, maybe three. Okay. I really don't like any more than one to be honest with you, but I'll give you some leeway. Yeah. But when it starts getting like out of control, I'm like, dude, I don't need to see another picture and another angle of your deer. I understand you. You're still happy about it and it's great. But at that point, it seems like it is just gloating, right? You know, for the sake of getting getting likes. Yeah. Do you so, think, do you think and this this question to you is something that could be uh, transferred to di- several different facets in life? But if if we say to someone, you know, dude, you're being a douchebag. Stop that. Do you think too many people use the response, oh, quit being a hater to everything now, even though, you know, like, dude, uh, we're, sure. you know, you're kind of. That's the world know. we live in, bro. Right. You so, can't tell anybody they're doing anything wrong. Otherwise, you're just a hater. Right. You know, you're not allowed to tell morbidly obese people that they're fat <laughs> and they should need to lose some weight. Otherwise, like, you're body shaming them. Right. right. I mean, we're literally not allowed to say anything to anyone about anything because yeah. you're a bully or a hater, or a this shamer, or a that shamer, we're all guilty of this, like, not we're all of us, but I mean, so many people are just, oh, that's a, it's a, it's a tough situation. Yeah. I always love, I love the, you know, get on a bit of a tangent here, but like, you know, when I look at the hunting community as a whole, you know, it tends to skew pretty heavily to the right politically, right? We tend to be a conservative group of people, right? We tend to be some of the first people that would call 
other people a snowflake, right? I mean, yeah. that that's, I don't know, is that still a thing? Probably still a thing. It was big at one point in time calling everybody a snowflake. But I also find it amusing how like within the own, the hunting community, how easily offended everybody is. Yeah. Like literally some of the biggest snowflakes out there are the people that are the first people to call someone else a snowflake. It's right. just a very interesting, very interesting thing to me, how easily offended people get. Man, people get, especially on, again, I guess it's easy to do online when you have no context right. for what people are saying. You know, that's, that's the piece of the conversation that's missing online. And it's p- part of the conversation that even makes us angry. Like we have no real context of what Mountain Dew is trying to do. So it makes yeah. us angry, right. you know, that we see somebody with a Mountain Dew can, you know, telling us how delicious it is or, or whatever. So, but uh, yeah, everybody wants to just say you're a hater, but it's probably also the way that you say it. Like if you just call somebody a douchebag and you don't really know them, you kind of are being a hater. I feel like I could say that to you or one of my friends, but like, somebody I don't know online, if I just go randomly tell them that they're being a douchebag for something they did or posted, like chances are it's not going to be perceived very well. Right. I was listening to another podcast recently and some pretty prominent people were talking about some of the same stuff that we're talking about right now. And they said they, they made the suggestion that maybe we should as a community start policing ourselves. Right. We need to police ourselves in order to get some of these people to stop posting so many like dumb, quote unquote, douchebag things on social media. Right. Things that are actually hurting the hunting industry. But who gets to be the judge of moderator of what's douchey and what's not. Right. You know, that's a hell of a slippery slope. Right. But uh, let me just use an example. All right. So a guy in the back of the truck example, tongue out, blood on his nose, right? He's sitting back there with a big smile in the tailgate of his, uh, um, you know, in the tailgate of his truck. And he writes, uh, you know, like uh, connected on this, uh, connected on my personal best buck, uh, you know, last light last night or whatever, came down a trail, blah, 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 kind of tells a small story, not great detail, but maybe two or three senses. Or... The guy who is, you know, like has pictures of headshot pigs with their brains exposed, dripping out like blood, really gory, stacked on top of each other, just like whacked them and stacked them last night. Right. Like, yes, you know, like, well, I think I think if at least from what I've seen, I don't go on social media as much as I used to. But from what I've seen, when you see stuff like that, I think there are a lot of folks that do chime in and say something to those people, at least from what I've seen, um, you know, the brains all over the place with the headshot pigs. Like, I think there's a lot of people saying like, dude, d- is this really necessary? Um, you know, the guy in the back of the pickup with some blood and the tongue hanging out like, that's just, I mean, that's, uh, it's one of those things where it's douchey to one person, not to another, you know? So that's a hard one to, to quote unquote police. I think we all, kind of know when we see something that's significantly over the line and I don't have any problem with somebody saying like, Hey dude, seriously, this is, this is too much. Like in saying something about it, I don't see, I don't see a problem with that. Yeah. I don't know. So I want to, I want to, I want to talk to you real quick about something that I've been wrestling with here lately that has to do with, with, with us and the content we produce at bowhunting.com and bowhunter die. So, Season's over, right? Yep. At the end of the year, we're sitting around going, yeah, you know, 
we want to create a video. We want to put some stuff out on YouTube and just see how it does, right? So we decided, um, actually, I'll, I'll be completely transparent. We saw some other videos on YouTube that were posted by other people. I don't even know who they were. Nobody that I personally know or, or follow or just some little YouTube channels made some videos and they had like millions of views on them. And we're going like, how in the hell does this get 2 million views? It's not even that good of a video. So we're like, let's make our own video that's similar to what they did and let's just see how it does. Like this was literally an experiment we wanted to do to just see how things went. So we did, um, we took 20 deer kills and we edited it down. So it was like 20 bow hunting shots in 20 minutes. So each, each one gets about a minute, right? So you get a little bit of a lead up, deer walks in, whatever deer gets shot, you see the hunter and then we made it a point to show the hunter with the recovered animal at the end, right? So that you knew that the animal was actually recovered. So I think there's a lot of these kind of highlight videos out there yep. that um, don't show the animal afterwards. And you're like, well, did the thing die? I look like a bad shot, whatever. So we did this video, we put it out there and dude, it's got over 2 million views on yeah, YouTube, I right? Like probably more than any other video we've ever done. And I'm over here going, Jesus Christ, we've done, we're doing videos for 11 or 12 years this is what we have to do to get a 2 million, you know, view video. Like it's garbage. Like I know that it's not the greatest thing in the world, but what ended up happening is, you know, the vast majority of views and comments on this video are coming from, frankly, they're coming from overseas at this point. I mean, we're getting more people cursing me out in languages I've never heard of than you would have ever imagined. But what's happened is because it has kind of gone viral on YouTube, it's being seen by, tons and tons of non hunters and anti hunters and they're getting the wrong impression of what hunting is and why we hunt. Right. And they're coming on there and they're just ripping us to shreds, you know, now granted the hunters and other people, I mean, they get it. They understand what they're watching, but there's a lot of people that, that just are really, really offended by this. And that's part of what's driving the, the views for this video. Not that there's anything even offensive in the video. There's no headshots. There's no, bad shots there's no excessive gore there's nothing that to a hunter would be construed as offensive but because so many people are seeing it and it's just shot after shot after shot um we're getting kind of a lot of negative feedback we did the same thing with a turkey video you know we showed like 50 turkeys getting shot and that one's got like over a million views on it now so we're over here going you know at first blush you're like okay great these videos did awesome they're getting viewed all over the place let's keep making more of these and I sat back and I was like, like, we literally started, like we pulled the clips, we had them edited together. We were doing all this stuff. And, um, you know, we, I ended up just tabling the whole project. Cause I was like, you know, I just, I'm afraid that what we're doing is causing more harm than good. You know? Yeah. Maybe it's good for the growth of our channel and we're getting some views and whatnot. But like at the end of the day, I don't think that what these videos are portraying is an accurate representation of, of hunting and bow hunting and what we do and who we are as people. So, you know, we kind of tabled doing any additional videos in the future, even though it would have, you know, potentially monetarily benefited us more subscribers, more views, more ad views, all that good stuff. We would have made money. We could certainly keep, I got more deer kills and turkey kills on video than I can shake a stick at. I could put out one of these videos once a month for the next year um, but I just didn't feel like it was a good representation of who we are and kind of what our mission, yeah. you know, at bowhunting.com is. And, you know, and even now, like I look at the videos and I feel like 
I feel partially like guilty about them being there. Like part of me wants to just take them down. Um, having seen all the kind of negativity that it created. So, I mean, it's certainly something that I have experience with and, and, and struggle with from time to time. Right. It's, I mean, it's, it's society today. I mean, TikTok, right. Is, is, has exploded and it is just what, what is a TikTok? Five seconds? Is it five seconds I have no idea. or 10 seconds? Dude, I'm, I think it's more than that. Isn't it like, a, is it a minute? I feel like it's a minute. I don't dude. think it's a minute. I don't, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's not a minute. I don't know. But are you on TikTok? Yeah, I, I am not. I am on TikTok for one reason, and it was to see if I should be on TikTok. Hot chicks. <laughs> Damn it, Dan. Oh, Zara, you old, I keep thinking, you old dog, I keep you. About, <laughs> I keep thinking about signing up, and I'm just like, I don't even use the other social medias that I have, right. let alone TikTok, too. I just, uh, ugh. All right, how long, I'm going to Google search this. How long are TikTok videos? See what the G machine the, the 60 point, seconds. 60 seconds. Okay. So at first that, they at were most. only 15, but they recently extended the limit to 60 seconds. Okay. So what I'm getting at is whether it's 15 seconds or whether it's one minute, it's just that's what people's attention levels are at right now. Right? It's just like boom, 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 boom. I don't give a shit about the um I don't give a shit about the the context, the, the context, story, the show anything, me the money like shot, just, show me the money yeah. shot. All I want is the money shot, right? Like, just like, I don't get it. Like I'm, I guess I'm the kind of person who enjoys the story, like, especially in something that I love, uh, which is deer hunting. Like I, when someone tells me a story on the nine finger chronicles, whenever uh, podcasts, whenever we do one of these, though, you know, it's an hour long or 45 minutes long. And there's, there's this whole story that's being told. And most of the time, we don't even talk about the score. And if I do talk about the score, it's like, hey, what do you score? That way people have an eye can visualize because it's audio how big this deer is, right? Sure. With some, you know, descriptors of and the characteristics of the antlers. But the 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 meat and potatoes is all like where did this buck live? How did he use the terrain to go through? How did you set up on him? What was the history like with this deer? All the things that are important to me, I guess. Right. Which kind of goes against what social media is. And it's these quick, like just, thir- you know, 30 seconds, five seconds, five seconds. You yeah. Know, but I scrolling. also think it's you're talking about two different mediums for consuming content. And social media is about how much content from different people and places because I consume really quickly. Whereas, you know, podcasts are this long form conversation where you can get a lot more detailed and nuanced. And I think people do crave that, especially yeah. when it's something that they're really interested in, you know? So yeah. like guys that do love chasing and hunting big mature deer, there's a lot that goes into it. They love hearing about it. They love learning about it, getting immersed in those stories and those experiences. So it's very attractive to them, but you're not going on social media to get that experience. You're going on social media to get the, the who's quick. doing what, where in yeah. the next, I got five minutes to scroll while I'm sitting on the toilet. I want to consume as much content as as humanly right. possible. So I, would, I just think there are two 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 different types of media that you're consuming. Right. I would agree with that. However, whenever I you know magazines, right? The the old magazines. I've heard of them. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, they, I remember you know those. and and all of the stories or all of the the titles of these articles from whenever the first hunting magazine came out till today, you know, five tips to be successful in the, or uh, five tips to be, uh, kill your biggest buck in the rut. 
when I, or, or if it's something like five minutes of strategy for your next, you know, your next hunt on your big buck or, you know, title it, however you title something to get somebody's attention, right? Those straight up, those straight up perform better. Yeah. You know, they so, do. I mean, there's, I mean, you can't deny, you can't deny it. I mean, and I guess it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, it's like trying to fight against it. Like right. you're just going to lose. It's a losing battle. Right. So you're just not going to win. Right. All right. So we've, we've kind of gone in all different directions here. And I think it's important to end on, you know, the next rant. It's kind of a rant. Uh, but at, at the end of this rant, I feel like we need to explain that we are all on the same team. Right. Like. Sure. I, I used to be that person. And probably pretty recently too, where I would talk about, oh, dude, like crossbows or or guns or you know compound bows or seasons or you know like all these different things, all these different things that people bitch and argue uh, about. When like at the end of the day, I don't think it really matters. Like I I I I know that people are entitled to their own opinions. But at the same time, I think we should be celebrating each other and celebrating the success that anybody has in the woods with any weapon, as you know, if it's legal, and support that uh, and not shit on that. Like, oh, well, he shot it on a, you know, like like what you were talking about the last time we were on, or it's like for some reason uh, there's this this stigma that public land versus you know between public land and private land or outfitter versus self-guided or whatever, right? You know, like all, or crossbow versus compound versus muzzleloader versus rifle, like all these things. Yeah, I mean, dude, the, yes, everybody wants to qualify your success and, and they kind of have these little check boxes and this measuring stick of like, was it public or private? Okay, if it was public, you get a little bit more street cred than the private. Right. Was it a crossbow or compound? Oh, compound bow? Great. Oh, you... You get some streak crossbow and eh, you, you're negative points. Right. It's like a scoring system. And in the end, they rate your success based on whatever their personal scoring system is. Right. Uh, when in fact, like that may have been the greatest hunt of your life. You know, right. maybe, you know, you may have been on private land on a guided hunt, shooting a crossbow and killed the biggest deer of your life. And nobody knows what, what everyone's backstory is. They don't know what your history is or, or what your hunting experiences are or what that animal may mean to you. But it's like, ah, guy shot out with a crossbow and an outfitter. Like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. You know, you're a loser. And it's like, if you don't meet this predetermined set of criteria that people have, then, you know, they want to kind of crap on, on what you did, which is, which is a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like there's a, a group of judges, (laughs) in yes uh, uh like the olympic judges during the gymnastics portion of it, and everybody holds up a little sign where it's like they're telling the story and you see the ratings go up and then the guy's like crossbow and it just shoots straight down outfitter shoots straight down or or whatever uh the, the story yep. is and you know um obviously we have our own tastes right so i recently on youtube i've been watching a lot of um backcountry 
like mule deer hunts, high country mule deer hunts, just like where yep. the guy t- backpacks in tent and he sets up a tent because that's, that's the kind of stuff that I'm interested in right now. And it's because there's a lot of context to those stories. And I think it's, it's not necessarily the fact for, for me, it's not necessarily the fact that, you know, a guy uses an outfitter or he, what weapon he uses. It's more along the store, the, the storytelling is what I'm interested in. Right. So sure. if it's like, Hey, showed up here, shot this with a gun and I'm gone. Like, okay, well, I probably didn't even finish that video because there's no, there's no context. There's, it, you know, it's a five minute video of a guy just slaying. So, yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. I just, uh, I just, well, I'm just watching fishing videos. F- fishing. I'm videos? not even, I don't even, I don't even care about hunting right now. <laughs> I just, I just, you have a I'm, boat, a 40, I'm a 40 year old man. And on Friday nights when my kids go to bed, I watch YouTube videos about fishing tackle for three hours, and then I go to sleep. Mm-hmm. This is my life, Dan. Well, that's great. Do you got to watch tactic? Got to watch tactical bassin. These guys are legit. Uh, like do you want to start a? Do you want to start a uh, bass uh, bass fishing or, or some kind of fishing podcast no. on the Sportsman Station? No, because I'm not very good at it. Okay. So right. I don't. I don't. I don't think I should be telling anybody how to do anything I'm not very good at. Right. That's my opinion. Right. So to kind of wrap this all up, what I want to like, kind of, you know, like the moral of the story here uh, for, through all these dumbass rants that we've kind of gone through here is that like, I really do see a division within the hunting community, right? And it's people judging or hating somebody because they, they hunted a different way than what they hunt. Right. And it, and when it comes to rules and regulations. Right. Uh, and, and one of the topics that was that's on the top of my head is, is because I, I recently did a, a podcast on the hunting gear podcast with Excalibur crossbows and they've come out with that new uh, twin strike. And it has yep. the, the two arrows in it with two different triggers. And it's two. I mean, they're they're two launched and ready to go. Uh, you know, uh Right. Arrows. So what I'm getting at is like, if you're unhappy with that, don't just put up a wall, talk shit on a person and then leave. Like we got to talk. We, we got to have an open conversation. Go to, course, me, yeah. go to, go to, go to rules and regulations meetings. Cause I know like in Iowa, there's DNR meetings about rules and regulations every year. Right. You t- uh, they give the hunters the opportunity to go and express themselves, to talk about the deer numbers, to talk about the rules and regulations, what they like, what they didn't like, what they'd like to see, uh, you know, things like that. And then the state takes those comments into consideration when implementing new rules and regulations of in the future. So I would say definitely be a part of that. But in the meantime, man, like you don't get anywhere shitting on people. Right. Well, I think that's where a lot of these like podcasts are really awesome because you can get more of the story and you can ask questions and you can be more filled in. Like at first, again, without context, you can shit on anything. You can make up your own context of what you think people mean or what you think this is intended to do or say or whatever the case may be. But without any ability for somebody to rebut or provide additional clarity, like you don't really know if you should be shitting on it or not. Right. You know, but it's like the internet is all about just trying by shitting on things. Right. right. We see a headline or a photo. It's like shit on it real quick and then move to the next thing. Yeah. You know? and, and nobody gets like, you don't get to see 
the re- even the response. Or you don't even check your response to see if anybody responded to it. You just shit on someone and then you leave, right? It, yep. So there's no like there's no connection. It's like once you shit on someone, you don't even have to worry about that. You know, it's just going to sit there. Right. I don't, I don't even yeah. care. Right. So yeah. I believe just, me, we get, we get shit on all the time in our videos, Yeah, <laughs> you know, my people that it's just like, you know, in your first group, you know, your first inclination is to go back and try to like rebut what they said. But like, it's just like, it's like farting in the wind, man. Like, yeah, it's just, you're not going to get anywhere with it. I've tried. I've been guilty of it. I've had people make dumb comments, you know, whether it's about me and my hunts or any of my guys where I have, you know, additional insight and I go back and, you know, there's times I try to be, you know, professional and and give a good response. And then there's times when I get a little snarky and whatnot. But I mean, at the end of the day, like those people don't care. They're just trying to elicit a response out of you, you know, out of somebody, you know, and, and they don't care if they're, they're right or they're wrong. Right. Right. And like, I just, I just feel that there's a lot of room for improvement. Uh, and this is going to sound kind of hippie, but like for, for unity in the hunting community, uh, just like forget sure. it. It's like as a hunting community, we almost need to forget about what the hunting industry is saying and just kind of focus on like the golden rule. And that's like being, you know, treat your neighbor as you would want to be treated. And uh, no one wants to, no one likes to get shit on. Everybody likes a congratulations, right? So when people send, like for me, it doesn't matter what the, the weapon is, uh, however they kill their deer, whatever, whatever state, whatever method, they send me a picture through Instagram or Facebook. I congratulate every single one of them, right? And I, I feel like that's, it's necessary. And uh, I, I really feel like as hunters, we should be doing a lot more of patting each other on the back instead of like in a, in a roundabout way. It's like we're hurting each other when we talk shit on each other instead of yeah. patting each other on the back and saying, but, hey, man. But here's what I'll say. I believe that social media makes us think there's a lot more negativity out there than there really truly is because I don't really see the negativity in, in real life. I see it online, but I don't really see it in real life, you know? And, and, you know, I run into a pretty, you know, large group of, of other people that, that hunt, you know, whether it's, you know, public land or just a guy at a gas station or friends of friends that I meet or whatever the case may be. And I just, I mean, I don't, I feel like I don't get the same vibes that everything's doom and gloom in real life as I do on the internet. The internet seems to take problems and just magnify them so that we all believe they're bigger problems than they are, whether it's hunting or anything else in life. So, I mean, dude, I've ran into quite a number of people now over the last couple of years on public ground. And a lot of them are carrying crossbows around with them. And everybody I've met has been like super nice and cool and, helpful and talking to each other and helping each other track deer and drag deer. And I was out scouting this past weekend with a couple buddies and we ran into some, you know, we ran into five or six different other guys out doing the same thing as us and, you know, ended up, you know, just kind of shooting the shit with them and talking about what we saw and what we found and everybody was happy and cooperative and, you know, nobody cared what you were wearing or what kind of weapon you were potentially using or anything like that. So again, I just feel, um, I just feel like sometimes we believe 
things are worse than they really are. I think things are, are pretty damn good. 2020 was a great year for outdoorsmen Fact. and for hunting in general and license sales were up and people were getting back into it and new people were getting into it. And I think the future is as bright as it has ever been for our community as a whole. Um, we just need to toe the line. We need to uh, lead by example and, you know, do the best that we can and, try our best to not shit all over people when they don't deserve to get shit on. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Well, is there anything else that you want to, anybody else you want to shit on before we leave today? Ah, man, I don't think so. I'm trying to, trying to be positive. Yeah. Positive. Positive. We got youth Turkey season is a week and a half away. Yes, it is here in Illinois. So I will be bringing my oldest son out for his second year, trying to get a Turkey, which is super cool. I'm very excited for that. Um, and then, uh, April brings my turkey season. So I'll be out trying to do that. I'm not going anywhere this year for turkey hunting. I'm just going to hunt Illinois and that is it. And then, uh, hopefully we'll be doing some bass fishing here before too awfully long. Time to get the boat out of storage this weekend and get ready to go, baby. Well, I'll tell you what, if you want to bass fish with me, I would definitely accept your invite. I'm ready. All right. Let's do it. All right. Well, hey, man, on the Mississippi, on the Mississippi. Hey, I tell you what, I got a guide out there. My my father-in-law, no doubt, has been hunting or has been fishing the Mississippi River for like 44 years. So it's almost. I mean, you go in there and you're like, okay, well, I'm going to expect, you know, you have one expectation, but you get there and you have these days where your thumb is sore from lipping so many fish. You ever had one of those days yet? Yeah, I've had a few of those in my life. Yeah, not as many as I'd like. Right. But a few. Right. So uh, anyway, Justin Czar, I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to hop on and uh, BS and rant uh, with us. But uh, anytime, uh, I guess good luck in the turkey season and we'll talk to you when we talk to you. Thanks, buddy. Stay safe. And there you have it. I don't know how many people are probably listening at this point, but uh, thank you for tuning in. Huge shout out to Justin, man. Thank you for taking time out of your day to hop on. And and I, I say this every time, but I mean it every time, man. Thank you, the listener, for taking time out of your day and doing this because it really is um, important uh, to me. Uh, I I appreciate not only the downloads and the listening that you guys are doing, but the, the reaching out to me through social media. I try my hardest to respond to every single person that reaches out to me. Some of them probably get overlooked. And if I didn't respond to you, uh, this is me telling you right now that I appreciate, um, you reaching out to me. So thank you. Uh, and I, I do my best to reach out and, uh, that's it, man. I really wish everybody out there great success. I wish everybody out there, um, the outdoor experiences that I've had in my life, uh, the life changing outdoor experiences. And, uh, man, I, uh, I love you all send good vibes out. You'll get good vibes back, man. And we'll talk to you next time.